Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Catastrophe Section, a podcast about bad movies. Namely, ones that are so fucking terrible, either A, you get angry, B, you get confused, or C, all of the fucking above. I'm joined by my brother Cameron. I'm Aaron. Hi, I'm Cameron. No, you're not a liar. So today, <laughs> today we're covering the, uh, the 2001 mass- hit starring Tom Green because someone wanted to give him money. Freddy got fingered. Yeah. And you might think that that sounds like a porno. I kind of wish it was because it would probably be a lot better than it actually is. And there are some real porno elements. I mean, he. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Uh, First, let's get a little bit of info back. Jesus Christ. Uh, Why did we do this? All right. So this is going to be our episode zero. So basically how we structure the show. First, we should start off of why we feel like we need to express ourselves on this in the internet. And I feel like we need to go back to the olden days of 2008 or 2009, I think it was, when we went to the Dollar Theater to see a movie starring Nicolas Cage called Knowing. It was a great day. It was a great day, mostly because we only had to spend $1.50 to see it. We sat in the very back row. There was like, what, two other people? Like, two fucking old people are just like, oh boy, Nicolas Cage was in some movie I knew. He found that National Treasure there. That National Treasure 3 in space. Oh God, I wish. (laughs) The Founding Fathers hid parts. (laughs) (laughs) The Founding Fathers founded the dark side of the moon and they're coming back to Earth. (laughs) And then every 75 years, Halley's Comet has a piece of Mount Rushmore that we need to decrypt <laughs> who will be the next president in the Haley future. Berry's Comet is coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. Great. Anyway, so we went and saw that, and so we perpetually got into the habit of watching bad movies. So much of the point that, well, it became the gag gift for family get-togethers, such as birthdays and Christmases. Uh, one year, I got him... Uh... The treasure that is uh, Chairman of the Board Starring Carrot Top I won that year by the way He just got me a shitty Larry the Cable Guy movie I I think I beat him I think I came a close second though Because it was witless There was only two spots You have to admire the marketing department For having (laughs) such a spot on title For their You know Larry the Cable Guy vehicle. Well, he he talks. He's really stupid. So, you know, witless protection. Get it? It's a play on words. Yes, we fucking get it. Thanks, marketing. You're terrible. I'm Larry the Cable Guy. God, Jesus fucking Christ. By the way, we're not doing those. Okay, I probably shouldn't say that because it will happen. It will probably pop up. So basically how we want to put out the show is that we want to do it on a biweekly basis. So we're dropping the first two episodes rather close together just to get a feel for how it goes. So each week we'll discuss a new move. We'll go into it. We'll basically rip the shit out of it, whether based on whether we liked it or not. Sometimes we'll have a third person. Most of the times not because we're poor. Well, we don't we're not paying them to come on the show. No, I mean, like we can't. I'm just throwing out that we're poor so that people feel bad for us. Yeah, please pit, pity, uh, throw money our way through some fucking, mo- I don't know, find us, throw money, like anthrax laced hundred dollar bills, just throw them in our mailbox. Please. Oh, I, I've gotten, I've gotten those before. They're rather tasty. Yes. Rather Delicious. tasty. Delicious. Although you might beg the question why I ate anthrax in a hundred dollar bill form, but I am not at liberty to discuss that as I plead the fifth. That's 
not how that works. But anyway, yeah, that movie, is Freddy works. got fingered. Yes. Let's continue. <laughs> Let's continue. So, flashback to 2001, and you have Tom Green getting enough creative freedom and being kind of at the height, if you want to call it that. Mainly because of his, his Tom Green show, which I never watched. And uh, Oh, he not, had his own TV show. I yeah, didn't know did, that. Yeah. So basically, some studio uh, decided to throw $15 million his way and give him full creative freedom over it. He wrote, directed, and starred in the vehicle and the title basically comes from the premise that he is a 40 something guy who wants to be like an animator artist and his he still lives with his parents and so because he's pissed off at his dad for unjustly wanting to have him move out of the house at the age of 40 totally fucking totally fucking unreasonable unreasonable he decides to blame his father played by Dodgeball and Men in Black's Rip Torn. Oh boy! Who you get to see his bare ass? We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll Jesus get to that. Christ, that anyway. is a scene and a half. Holy shit! <laughs> I'd say oh, two scenes boy. and a half uh, of an ass. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, so so basically, he decides to accuse his father of being a child molester of his seventeen-year-old brother Freddie. Oh boy! And it's like I don't <laughs> know. Start. I bet that they probably wish that they could abort Tom Green if he was their dad. If he was their. Tr- kid at some point it's <laughs> okay so let's oh, go to God. the beginning of the plot and discuss just how that works okay, so out. the first maybe five minutes of movie is basically tom green setting up to hey dad i got a job at a cheese sandwich factory which and- first off what the fuck is a cheese sandwich factory we see it later in the movie and it's basically there is a slice of bread put a slice of shitty american cheese onto bread Put other slice of bread, and then it moves along the conveyor it's, belt. It's that's it. That's that's like one of the jobs that one of our, uh, like someone in like the early twentieth century had before there were labor laws. When you got sick or got the rickets, you would like be fired because you missed one day. I would love to hear like, son, I I lost this. I lost my middle finger by the the the, the cheese rotating machine. I accidentally slipped, and it's just. Oh god, there's there's got to be some sort of horrible mutilation story behind that factory. But anyway, probably. <laughs> but but the real baffling thing isn't so much the concept of it because this film in the okay, so the world of the film is the really crazy part of this movie because they live in Washington state. Could he not find a decent cheese fact cheese factory sandwich job, like cheese sandwich making factory job in Washington? Why does he have to go to LA besides to find some sort of connection later on to serve the plot of it's basically a utility to be like, oh, well, he really just wants to do animation. So there's the animators house. in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically, thing. so he gets this job uh, from his dad and the, oh, and they buy him a car, too. I was just about, yeah. So he's getting on the bus and, and ripped on and uh, who's who plays the mother? I have no oh, fucking I don't idea. Know. Let me, I, I can look that yeah. up right now. Marissa Colin. So his his mom. And his dad buy him a car. They're at the bus station. He's like, all right, I'm getting on the bus. They're just like, hey, here's this brand new car. He jumps in it. And then immediately his brother's just like, what the fuck does he get a car? And then some bullshit fucking thing, like the normal family drama where the son hates the other son. And the parents are just like, you stop it. You because too. I got to say, Freddie's not exactly special in any sort of way. He's just not Tom well, Green, which makes him infinitely better by comparison. So, yeah, I would. Yeah. 
It's like if one it's like if one son is Stalin and one is like Chopin or Ray Charles or just or just like a working class stiff like I don't know me or something like I, I don't, I'm not that great of a person but compared to that asshole I am I'm yeah. pretty great. So after he gets the car, we immediately get to the first scene of bestiality, and that's it's it's in the first. 10 minutes I'd say like 15 10, somewhere 15 around there minutes. because it takes him a good 20 minutes to get out so of there's it. a very short montage of Tom Green being like yeah I'm out of the house I'm driving and that that's like the opening credits and then as soon as that stops he pulls to the side of the road because he sees these farmers they're about to artificially inseminate or Get fucking I thought they were horses. going to geld yeah. the horse. Or... Yeah, they're gonna have the. They're gonna. They're they're jerking off this horse so to get it hard to for the mare. other horse for the mare so they can have more horses. They're fucking. They're breeding. breeding. They're doing horse breeding. So he pulls to the side of the road, gets super excited, jumps the fuck out of his car, and starts jerking off the horse. This is a great start. Fifteen minutes in fucking jerking off a horse i know like and the farmers don't seem to be like totally like they're just like they're like get away from that horse they're not like they don't stop him this guy there's some dude jumping out of his car just saying hey let me jerk off this horse and the farmers are oh yeah fine yeah go ahead oh that's cool you're helping us out thanks have this lube here i've got this ky that i keep in my pocket yeah so he's jerking off this horse he's just like i'm a farmer bobby actual line I wish it wasn't. Yeah, I wish this movie didn't exist. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, it is oh, it is infuriating. I sort of love it because you hate it so much. Oh, there's a lot of those. Oh. Okay, so then he gets to L.A. and he has a bunch of, like, drawings from the beginning of the movie that we didn't mention of this sort of, like, what is it, zebras or giraffes? It's zebras. It's zebras. It's, it's yeah. zebras. And it's, like, this really weird, like... I don't know. I want to say like Kafka-esque sort of like drawings of zebras as like a family. And they have to like deal with all these social allegories as if they're like a minority because obviously they're yeah. zebras and they would if they were, you know, personified oh, as such. And so basically like a lot of racist jokes, but insert zebras instead of black people. I know it's such a progressive thing. Nobody has ever done anything like that in a film before. Am I right? Ah, oh, Jesus fucking. <laughs> I don't think he made the movie. Nah, no, shut up. Anyway, so back to the back to that. So he he finds this animator, this like made animator, like an Adam Reed or like the guy who created uh, some big Adult Swim show or something like Aqua Teen. Basically, one of those guys, and he takes him his spec drawings, pretending to be like some weird fucking delivery boy. After one day at the cheese sandwich factory and hating it, which he can't even do that correctly, he starts well, dancing spent, around. Didn't he put some cheese on his groin at some oh, I'm point? Sure. Or... I'm, he he gets pissed and then he jumps on a conveyor belt, something fucking like dr- just ripping cheese out of places and rubbing it on his body. I don't fucking know. He, he can't even do the, the depressingly <laughs> proletariat job. Correctly. Correctly. And the fucking in the factory, it's him and then a bunch of old Mexican women. And that's it. Yeah, it's basically a bunch of people. So do you feel like all those other people that work there came from a different state to work at this prestigious cheese fa- cheese sandwich factory? Fuck no. Because in the world of the movie, you can't get a job where you live, or maybe we're to believe that he got jobs at other places in Washington and didn't 
you know, like no one will hire him basically. So he had to go to Los Angeles for that. Or I don't know. That's just one of the questions that I got from the movie anyway. <sighs> Why is there only, <laughs> there's a McDonald's right down the street and it probably pays better. Probably even minimum wage. And even, I don't care how much you're making. If you have to wear those ugly blue jumpsuits that he had to wear, that's just, Ugh. Anyway, that's just not worth the money. Anyway, jumping forward, he sneaks in as a delivery boy to talk to Mr. Animator, the big head honcho guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I like your work there. You should do this, but where's the storyline? See, man. It's like, these are pretty good drawings, but who are these people? It's just weird shit. And it's just like, well, it's Tom Green. What the fuck do you expect? But yes. It's almost like he's commenting on himself, but he decides to go forward with it anyway. Yeah. So... He quits the job at the cheese sandwich factory, goes back home, some shit about a building a skateboard ramp or something, and there's and he builds that and his friend comes by and a bunch of other shit. His parents aren't so happy that he moved back and so his dad is finally calling him out on how much of a failure he is after putting so much time and effort into it, which leads to the aforementioned uh, Rip Torn's butthole scene. So basically they're in Tom Green's room, uh, which is in the basement, mind you. And he, and he's saying like, well, fuck you, dad. And then he says, fuck me. And then he proceeds to take off his pants and, oh, and it should be noted that this is after he accuses Rip Torn of being a child molester. And so his mother, Riptorn's wife in the movie, I don't remember the actress's name, has to look and see her husband's ass being thrown around at her 40-year-old son. Who's basically just yelling, go ahead and fuck, man! It's just like, what? Oh, fucking hell. He, he like, pulls off his suspenders all violent, and he's just like, you gotta fuck me, then fuck me, man! I don't know about you, but I had a definite erection. Well, I definitely needed course. to I see mean, that. Riptorn's gross, ripply man-ass without and by ripple, I mean fucking cottage cheese ass. <laughs> I bet that it was ripple torn after after he fucked him. Great. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> God damn it. What puns aren't allowed? Yeah, they are. That just just not that one. Anyway, so the wife confronts Rip Torn's character, says, "You are a child molester." Oh. And so they send Freddy, who is I think when I said he was seventeen, he's really eighteen. They send him off to this sort of like Catholic church-esque sort of molesty survivor camp where yeah. all these other kids are like talking about it, uh, which, you know, he's Rip Turn's character in actuality is not a child molester. Yeah. It's just like, it's just bullshit. So he can have something fake against his father. Exactly. Cause you know, that's how you get back at him. I mean, if, if our father tried to do that, oh, clearly I would have to accuse him of being a child molester. That's just be. the next. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, for not giving me a car or, you know, sending me through college. That, you know, that's just yeah, fuck the next that logical. Guy. Yeah, right? And then hopefully, oh, hopefully we wouldn't have to experience the Rip Torn-like scene after that. Yeah, please no. Okay. <laughs> Dad, if you're listening, do not expose your anus to me. I wouldn't enjoy it. I wouldn't enjoy it either. I'm sure some people would in other countries, but anyway, going forward. So Freddy ends up in this weirdo survival camp, which leads us to another, you know, there's a bunch of intermittent 
Tom Green thinks that this is funny gags, which basically just like, oh, what, I'm not this. I'm not this. I've got to get in touch with nature. So he goes to the side of the road and is just like, I'm going to put on this deer carcass and dick around for a while for five minutes doing Tom Greenisms and just, woo, I'm in a carcass. Wee. Not to mention that the truck driver that comes by at that exact point gives him exactly the what the fuck stare that I had on my face the, the entire movie. time watching this movie. God damn. Damn it. Oh, fuck. fuck this movie. Can I just take a moment to say I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I fucking hate it. No amount of alcohol that you drink and like ingest and then watch this movie with will make it make any sense or make you like it in any way. It was just. And also, if you're a Tom Green fan, fuck you. Turn off our podcast and go die. <laughs> That was just... Uh, You're the exact kind of people that make these kind of shitty movies happen. There's a romantic comedy storyline, which we're going to get to. Right now, he falls in love with this chick who's in a uh, who's in a wheelchair. So she's disabled, basically. Yeah, she's a disabled woman. Uh, and she can't feel her legs is the thing. I don't know what the... They don't elaborate. It's just like, hey, look, wheelchair. We can make gags out of this. Wee! I think she might have been born with it because she didn't say that it was like some sort of Peter Parker-ish accident or anything like that. Yeah. Anyway, so I assume that she was probably born with it. But anyway, she takes a liking to him. Who knows why? Yeah, why the fuck? <laughs> he is the Who most likes that guy. He's the most disgusting person and most baffling, you know, why is he famous person that I've ever come across. If anybody ever needed to be medicated, it'd be him. It'd be him. I feel like this is just a testament to his descent into insanity. Oh, my God. What is... I kind of want to know what he's doing now. Probably nothing. Just, just a whore. <laughs> he could do the whole uh, Vanilla Ice thing where he gets a <laughs> flip this house show on, oh the, on the E network. Oh my god! Fucking <laughs> Tom Green flip this house, <laughs> and there's just a bunch of like, there's like blood in the corner for no reason, and there's a bunch and there's of fake vomit. Shit. There's got to be fake vomit. Oh, of course. Of course there does. And a few fart jokes. Probably real vomit. And probably an animal that he needs to jerk off. Oh, yeah, of course. Totally. That's just his thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously, if you're going to show someone a house, you got to show the jerking off of the animal. Yes. So he falls in love with this chick in the wheelchair. And there's her only characteristic is that she likes him and that she likes to get beat in the legs with a cane, which she can't feel her legs. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, they her. never establish that she can feel it in any sort of way. She's just sort of aroused by getting hit in a place that you can't feel. Uh, it, it's like getting she, hit. It doesn't... It doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, not that I, I... I know a few disabled people, but I don't think that anybody actually has is like aroused by getting hit in a place that they can't use for mobility anymore. Nobody with erectile dysfunction gets off on getting kicked in the dick. And, and that's the thing is that he doesn't, is that that's how she gets off, even though she can't feel it. So, and then she just offers him like a Joe blob. Like and she, right every that. opportunity. She's just like, all right, I'm going to blow you now. It's just like, what? And of course, Why? you know, he's not going to say no. Oh God. So the depressing part of the movie comes where, okay, so anyway, backpedaling a little bit. She wants to build a rocket-powered wheelchair, Yeah, she's right? like this, uh, she's a you know, rocket science, uh, a real rocket scientist, apparently. Yes, just like, she is a rocket I want to strap it to the back of my wheelchair, because that'll be safe. 
Although, you know, she could have just gotten one of those, like, rascal scooter things or, like, yeah, maybe... Yeah, I mean, electric would probably make more... But this was 2001, mind you, when this came out, so they might not have had So, the... obviously, common sense didn't exist. Oh, yeah, common sense didn't exist back then. Yeah, of course. Everybody... Back in back in the olden days of 2001... We were all listening to alt-rock, such as Britney Spears. That's not and... alt-rock. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the, the Big River Band and Savage Garden. This is 90s. And BB Mac. Oh, God. And LFO. No, LFO. And Sugar Ray. Oh, boy, Sugar Ray. Whatever. Anyway. Early 2000s reference here. Oh. Woo. Woo. Snow Patrol. I tried to think of another one. I, I was just naming I, off all the, all the shit that I listened to when I was, like, that age. Blonde Guardian. You listened to that when you were 11? Fuck yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so she teaches him to believe because he looks at her TV and one day she doesn't like call him or some shit and she succeeded in building the rocket-powered wheelchair and he's just like, you know what? I should do that. So for some who knows why thing, he decides to go back to the drawing board and we'll, we'll discuss more gags later in that because there's a lot of really off the wall gags like we mentioned before. So he's so like two that are actually like, oh, that that's kind of just ridiculous enough to be funny and not why are you masturbating of an animal? Yes, like animal cruelty. Anyway, so Which there are two of. So he decides to go back to Los Angeles and he sells his zebra idea by basing it on his family and the turmoils that they have. And the guy who buys it is just like, there's no fucking way you're the father that actually acts like this. Well, of course, later in the movie, his father comes in to beat the shit out of Tom Green, rightfully so, and it's just like rah, 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 his normal rip Tony self and try and then the, the, the guy's just like oh yeah I believe you now that's totally an actual and, character and it's not even that it's like they buy it outright and they give him a million dollar check they don't before anything has been finished they don't assign him a studio well I mean he like, is like hey go do this in your basement he has the concept art for like a pilot I would assume and then and they don't even make yeah. it they just give this weird fuck a million dollar check just like here you go go <laughs> i like these drawings here is a million dollars you have created character ideas for this well done which by the way they show a bit of the quote-unquote show and it's just like look at my shoes with the shitty animation of his legs flailing about and that's about it and i know that there are a lot of actors and showrunners that get a million dollars or more for like overall production deals but he's unproven he has no no skills beyond like these few drawings so why would they trust him they would give him maybe a hundred thousand most or a few hundred thousand at most they would not give him a million dollars flat out no for someone who has no prior track record and the studio is just buying the rights for it it's and they're like yeah they they'd order scripts from him they would not give him a million dollars outright yeah no no not no, no fucking especially way. this guy you like if you saw how this weird fuck just there but like Cameron, he's artsy Oh, okay. If that's what you want to call that. Yeah. Clearly. I believe the term developmentally delayed is the actual. He's just like Andy Warhol. 
Except for he didn't get shot. <laughs> I wish he would and then die. Andy Warhol actually lived. So sure. there's that. I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, he, he got shot sure, by one of the women. Sure, old people that he... reference that I made. What? People know about old Andy Warhol. Old people. Okay, old people. Anyway. Oldo. Yes, I'm old. Fucking old person. Yep, I'm an old person. God damn it. Anyway, so moving on. He sells it and he moves to, is it India? Yeah, yeah, is he it, goes, yeah, yeah, he goes to India. And bear, the, bear this, this is 82 minutes into the movie, so all this random stuff in the gags has already happened, and his dad goes to confront him in India where he has bought, what is it, like some sort of like Taj Mahal-like place? Um, No, it's Pakistan. It's Pakistan where they end in this... <laughs> and so he's building like a palace or some shit and his father comes and he starts to chase him for you know obviously accusing him to be a child molester and there's an elephant in a here room com here comes yet more bestiality well it's not bestiality it's not technically fucking him here comes more animal cruelty so he runs into a tent and there's this guy like who I presume he uh, Tom Green owns the elephant and so you know to get away from his father, he starts to jerk off the elephant and points the erect elephant penis at his father. Like and, a fire hose. And a fire hose of cum just shoots onto his dad and shoots him back, like, uh, down the hill. And then Tom Green's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And then, I've killed my father with jism. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. Anyway, so he runs down the hill. He's like, Dad, I love you after all. And he's like, I love you, son. And then they make out. No, that would probably <laughs> make his mud and jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically that hold on that would have made the movie work it worth it just to see tom green and rip torn just start making out covered in elephant jism okay so that's oh, the basic shit, plot of the movie that. there's some stuff that we glossed <laughs> over like the part where i think is it the uh disabled lady who is giving birth or someone's giving birth in the hospital and then there's the newborn and he swings it around his head and throws it out the window or something because he's the only one in in this whole hospital Tom Green is the only one who is there to help deliver the baby and by swinging it by the umbilical cord around the room he is I think he's trying to break it. the cord but he's there's no scissors so quickly fling it around your head because if he if he called for a nurse or a doctor you know they don't know what to do with a baby at all oh and of course They're not. They, they didn't go to school or anything what like, is a baby? he is the most qualified person with his weird zebra drawings what is this child what is this child here that is the worst that's not who you think I've it ever. is yeah it is it's an impression for who you don't think it is that's what it is so it's not who I think it is. No, it's not who you think it is. I think it clearly is. No, it's you're right. It's David Beckham. Oh, okay. David Beckham, Marriage Spice Girl. What yep. Sporty Spice? No, no, no. It's not Sporty Spice. I think it's... Uh... I don't know. It's... it's uh... It is. No, no. He didn't marry Sporty Spice. It's just a different spice. Okay. I got to pull up David Beckham now. God damn it. <laughs> well, it's your fault. You had to mention the Spice Girls. Speaking of Spice Girls, Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do not want to do. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. I'll just not watch that. So other gags in the movie that, you know, all fall flat. Every single one of them. Oh, the one that did work for me. The, uh, 
he hooks up a bunch of sausage around his living room by strings, and when Rip Torn comes in, he's playing this piano, trying Which to find the sausage, inspiration. With the sausages are are t- are by the string is hooked to his fingers, so when he plays it, the sausages go up and down in the room like a cacophony of evil meat or some bullshit. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Genitals. Oh, it's Posh Spice. Oh, good. Oh, ho, internet proves you wrong once again, sir. Uh. Yep, farting. Anyway, so... He so he's playing on the Casio and he's just like, "Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage?" It's just fucking dripping in front of him, just gross fucking meat. And, and right, rightfully so, Rip Torn basically just goes, "What the fuck is happening?" Oh, we skipped over the part where he's in the the suit, like Rip Torn's suit, and he's like going back and forth to the mirror, trying to be like a businessman. Oh my god. So he, he gets he's he's putting on a suit <laughs> to go out with his girlfriend, I think, but he's like and he has it on backwards and he's just singing the song where it's like backwards suit, backwards suit, some bullshit. <laughs> backwards the backwards suit. man, I don't know. <laughs> and he's walking in reverse too, like towards the mirror, and then he turns around and he's like, Backwards man, backwards man. It does Although much better than I just did, probably. Uh, barely. But then Rip Torn comes in. He's just like, what are you doing with my suit? And he's, he's just like, well, I'm going to get a job, daddy. No, no, no. He doesn't even try to explain. I think he runs out of the room or something. And that's when it goes into the fuck me thing. If I remember correctly. I don't know. Anyway, going back to this. So we're going to move into our next section, which is the worst best. So we'll start with you, Aaron, going in alphabetical and stupid medical order. Yep. Stupid. What medical. is the Clearly. best part of this movie for you? And what is the worst part of this movie for you? <sighs> Most catastrophic shit. Well, I think the best part of the movie is the, I, there are some times or why I very much enjoy getting confused and angry and belligerent at a movie. And that's this entire movie. This higher, this entire movie is like, a, is like all vignettes of that. I spent an hour and a half just yelling, fuck you. And what is happening at, at the, at the screen? That's all I did for the whole time during it, this movie. It was very enjoyable watching it that way. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. There is nothing in this movie that makes sense. There's nothing there. I feel like this movie is like a distillation of ideas that he had. It's kind of like Flight of the Concords. Before they got discovered and got the TV series, they had all these songs. Yeah. And then in the first season, they use all those songs. And then for season two, they have to write brand new yeah. shit. So it's basically he had a bunch of like... Bits and shit that he wanted to put on there, but hey, my show like, gone. hey, what if I jerk off a horse? What if I jerk so, off an elephant? What so, if I have Rip Torn's ass in my face? What? So basically, he just builds has a movie built around those shitty gags, and then the studio is just like, eh, put in a love story with someone, and then rocket powered wheelchair, the, the end. Yeah, pretty much. So best worst. So I think the best part of this movie, and this is a very low best. <laughs> the, the, lowest. the lines are very blurred in this for for this movie particularly. 
Um, I I think it would be that sausage scene. <laughs> I that that's my best part too, because <laughs> it's not explained. It's just like you're following Rip Torn the scene before, and then he just comes home. So it's like it switched to his perspective briefly, and you get to see it from his side. So he just comes home and walks in the room, and you just see this fucker, dumb fucking guy, just like sausage taped to his fingers, just going woo. And it it with the the mild perspective shift there, you it, it's even more baffling and confusing, which is actually what Tom Green is doing, I think. Hey, like that that's his comedy style is to just confuse you until you laugh, but then again just go watch fucking something else. I can't, Tim and Eric yeah, do that. Do, do not watch this movie, no matter Please what don't. you do, unless you want to kill yourself after you watch it. If, this is a very good suicide note. If you kill yourself, please find a buy a used copy of Freddy God Fingered DVD or leave it next to your corpse. Put it on like clutch it like an old man with a bible when you're dead yes this is why i killed myself and then the and then like the medical the me will come in and he'll be like ah oh, another one well i guess he deserved it you watch know, this this fictional medical examiner who is like a hard-boiled detective another one claimed by tom green goes into a noir i, I think i think some days i will never find love <laughs> you know dame you gotta tell me where the evidence is otherwise i can't solve the crime no never i'll never tell <laughs> but you gots to or i'll hit you with my mitt oh okay <laughs> because you know noir was filled with you know old-timey sexism and mitts and mitts no mitts is just another way for fist it's like no i prefer him just puts on mittens and beats her um <laughs> okay so my best worst in this my best like i said is the sausage part because that is but the worst part for me is also on the flip side of that is how uh, uh, and like aaron said the construction of the movie is fucking terrible through and through like this is one of the most garbage pieces of shit movies that i've ever seen but the most infuriating part is that Tom Green's character accuses his father of become, of being a child molester and everyone starts to believe him. Like the community turns against him when he goes to the grocery store. Everyone turns against him. Everybody is on Tom Green's side. Which if, if, and if you knew anything about his character, you're just like, wait, why is anybody taking his fucking side? And normally I like movies. Like I like movies that subvert the whole, you have to root for the good guy thing, but he's not a good guy. He's just a fucking asshole who gets his father who... Uh, uh, let him live in his house through his 40s and his bizarre shitty drawings of zebras which apparently becomes a hit a hit TV show it becomes like the Simpsons or like the Tim and Eric show of whatever fucking network bought it but that's that's the thing that gets me is that like the the compass like even the mother doesn't believe him or she does see the ass room shake thing and which convinces her somehow yeah i don't know how that would can i don't see how that like seeing ass waving face equals child molesty even after hearing it but well he was yelling fuck me i think she was being uh hyperbolic though so in that way i think it was being hypertension oh hypertension very <laughs> hypertension anyway so let's move on to verdict so aaron would you recommend people see this movie I think you know the answer is holy fucking shit no nope on a don't. scale of one to ten how severe do you you know 
back up your statement with? I think if you own this movie, you need to hire a bunch of people or just a bunch of friends, buy black robes, and have a horrible cultish ritual of sacrificing this movie to get rid of it. <laughs> we need to cleanse this earth, motherfucker. We need to cleanse this earth of this movie. Do you know what the production budget of this movie could have gone towards? Feeding people. Oh, that'd be great. You know, 15 million. Hey, guess what? Let's feed these people. Nope, Tom Green. Hey, yeah, Tom Green. Woohoo. But apparently there is some justice on this earth. Oh, go, go backpedaling. Yes, I do not recommend this movie at all. So now we're going to move on into another part, which is a little bit of trivia about it. So apparently this movie there is justice in the world because the movie was nominated for quite a few Razzies. Uh, let's see. It looks like it was nominated for Worst Screenplay, Worst Actor, Worst Director, Worst Screen Couple, Worst Picture, Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Supporting Actress, and Worst Picture of the Decade, of which it won the Screenplay, Actor, Director, Worst Screen Couple, and Worst Picture. So there is justice, I feel, that is served in this. And you know, originally this movie was supposed to be NC-17, I don't what know the fuck what the, did they cut out? Maybe more animals? God, maybe Rip Torn rips out his testicles and throws them at Tom Green at some point? She's so pissed. That would make sense. I don't need my balls. In the world of this movie. <laughs> so basically the movie cost 14 million to make and guess how much it made? 6 6 million. 14 million and 333,000. God damn it. But at least that means it didn't it made make its it up marketing in... or so it basically made its production budget back with fucking DVDs. More or less. Yeah. Oh, and do you know what's really depressing is that back in two thousand ten. This movie. No, 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 really be, no, no, no. Beyond this, is that Tom Green has a director's cut, which I assume is the NC seventeen cut, because the studio probably Yeah, probably. Know, he wants it to be released at some point. Nope. I mean, there's no word yet, but hopefully like but Please this stop. is th that's the really horrible part is that there are apparently Tom Green fans out there that want to see another cut of this movie and so there is a morbid curiosity now of I mean, seeing that that basically describes why we pretty much watched this horrifying piece of shit and so yeah it has an 11% on rotten tomato <laughs> on rotten tomatoes so we basically picked this out of the bottom of the barrel so it can only go up from here in future episodes hopefully nope, nope. we've done things that are worse we've watched things that are worse yes but we probably won't do episodes on those because that would mean that we would have to rewatch and take notes and seriously some no so one thing i don't get is that i'm looking at the the webpage and he's supposed to be 28 i mean this dude is like 40 something and i think he's in his 30s in his 30s supposed but I'm, oh god it was just 28 like he's a 28 year old slacker oh, okay so now we're gonna move on into counterpoints and this is where we go into rotten tomatoes and find positive, positive reviews. reviews oh boy Oh, man, this is going to be great. And it looks like there are 10 from which to choose from. Out of how many? Out of... Ba -da 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 -da, fake drum roll. 93. <laughs> this one just says, like, video essay. For every person who walks out of Freddy Got Fingered in Disgust, there will be 200 others howling in laughter. Nope. Courtesy of Cole Smithy at colesmithy.com. If you know this man, please murder him. And... 
there's a positive review that just says rivetingly grotesque another says fearless and culturally resonant a dadaistic send-up of knee-jerk moralism and teen comedies in general nope nope yeah, although i do kind of agree with the dadaist thing it is so absurd that it, but it's no. not funny absurd. There's a difference between just, hey, this is absurd because absurd, ha, ha, ha. Yes, there's so like random. Samuel Beckett and like Douglas Adams absurd. And then there's this absurd. And then there's masturbating a horse because woo. Yeah, I feel like, you, you know how PETA gets worked up over things like animal testing and all that stuff and they're crazy. I feel like they should have something against this because they probably do. Looking it up, they actually did. He did actually jerk off a real horse and an elephant. Yep. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? I do not understand. <sighs> anyway, so this podcast this podcast features a lot of yelling. It does because <laughs> well, it, it'll feature less, but it's just this. No, no, nope. It'll probably yeah. Yelling is how we you know we. we I am a yeller. He's a yeller. I'm a yeller. Old yeller. Old yeller behind yeah. the shed with a revolver. I think Colonel Mustard. Shotgun. What the hell's wrong with you? Revolver. Revolver is what's wrong with me. I'll have you know. Okay. Anyway, so now moving on into the final part of the thing is what's on our radar this week, which is what we've been watching and what we would recommend to viewers like yourselves. Whatever small number of seven or eight people who actually listen to this. Hello, uh, Stephen from... North Dakota, how are you doing today? How was your toast? I hear it was delicious. Butter? Good choice. Cinnamon sugar? Of course. I'm more you're of a, a marmalade guy. You are a genius and you're a fucking weirdo. Marmalade, my Marmalade. Dude. I just like the word marmalade. It's like- Marmalade. <laughs> marmalade and Marmaduke, my favorite Monday Marmaduke-a-lade. <laughs> Marmaduke-a-lade every Monday <laughs> with my coffee. Yes. What will Marmaduke get into next? The trash. Because <laughs> he's a dog! And then he'll eat chocolate, and that's the end of Marmaduke. <laughs> oh my god. I want to see that. Like, it's three panels. Marmaduke sniffing a bar of chocolate. Marmaduke eating a, do a bar of chocolate. Marmaduke's grave. Best comic strip ever. Well, no, if you don't see a body, he can come back. No. No, nope. some like necromancer yeah. or shit. No, no, yep, that, they hire cool. a voodoo priest <laughs> to bring back Marmaduke. Everyone loves Marmaduke. Yeah, voodoo priests fucking love oh, Marmaduke. Oh, we love Marmaduke. Yeah, because we're voodoo priests. And not in the Tom Green way, in the we enjoy his shenanigans sort of way. And he nanigans. He nanigans, she nanigans, they nanigans. Yep. So, Aaron, what have you, what is on your radar this week? Everybody needs to go watch the Eric Andre show. It's on Adult Swim. It's a fake it's it's like a a, a fake talk show where he kind of deconstructs all the talk show norms and just says, "Fuck you, we're doing funny things." So it's it's absurdist like this movie except it's actually funny because it's not Tom Green jerking things off and saying, "Hey, guess what? I'm beating paralyzed women because they get lady boners." So so go watch that. It is fan fucking tastic. Any others? No. I recently had the opportunity to go see Ender's Game, which was just as 
which was really bad for those of you who have read the book out there. Was it just as racist as he is? Uh, it's not racist. It's <laughs> it's homo negative, really, in what it is, because I just don't understand how someone who is as vocal against queer people as Orson Scott Card is could write a book about accepting people for what they are and realizing Espe- their potential. Especially since in that book. It's basically a bunch of dudes just naked in like a space station training. Well, it's not just dudes. There's there's females there too. There's a couple. I mean, the dude basically kills a guy in a bathroom. Spoiler alert. Oh no. Book from 40 years ago. Well, uh, seriously, if you haven't read it or seen the movie, go see the movie. It's it's pretty good even though they do cut out the brother and sister stuff. Incest? It no, no, his dad. No, 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 his no. It's it, it, no. It's not Game of Thrones. It's oh, okay. <laughs> Game of, of Thrones. Aha! Yeah. Uh-huh, funny you. All right, next week we're doing the fucking treat of uh, Crossroads, a movie with the Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, she's in this, and uh. That one girl who's in a bunch of stuff. Great. I forget her name. Descriptive. Well but done. next week I will know. Yes. I've seen her before. I think it's Taryn Manning is her name. She was on Sons of Anarchy as Cherry and she's in so Hustle. She's a daughter. No, no. And she's in she's uh, a daughter Hustle and Flow and all that <laughs> stuff. So she typically. Oh, and she's also in 8 Mile. So you, you'd recognize her if you know about that. Yeah. Anyway, that does it for this week. See you later.